You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're reviewing M. Night Shyamalan's Glass. You no trouble. Me, Fifth Element. Supreme Day. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Welcome to the podcast. He's Brian. I, that's right, I am. Hey, that's Brian. That's Jeremy. Yep. I'm Jared. Well, we did that different. Yeah. Yep. Look at that. It's a new year. It is a new year. New things are happening. Yeah. We're, we're here to... talking uh, glass. Liven it up a little bit. I mean, M. Night Shyamalan's like rocking the biggest movie of 2019 right now. But that's tr- Well, uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's it. Well, yeah, I guess it is accurate. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it is. Right this second. Well, uh, this weekend. In the theater. I was trying to think of, like, if another movie had made, like, at least $50 million in it's the last ca- It's kind of like how you're saying, you're listening to the number one podcast on iTunes, hosted by Brian Elkins, Jeremy Benson, and Jared Callen. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> and spoiler warning, we are talking Unless about there's another Glass. It's a new movie. So. Podcast with... Brian, All three, Jeremy and uh, Jared, Jared people. I, I doubt it. They're not us. <laughs> yeah, I doubt that. <laughs> but yes, yeah, spoiler warnings. Oh, dude, yeah. We're and gonna I, try to not give anything away here. What? Yeah, well, the first part, oh, and then okay. you know we'll, we'll play the trailer, and then we'll we'll, we'll dive into like all we'll, we talk about all the spoiler oh, no. stuff. Okay, I pu- I'll put my feedback on and just shut up. We'll just what? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just try to keep it so a little spoiler free. Yeah, we saw the movie. Well, what did you guys think? Was this a uh, was this a worthy conclusion to the trilogy? It took me two viewings to really like this movie. I think it's for some reason the ending to The Dark Knight keeps popping in my head. It's the oh, I can see that. It's the ending. It's not the ending I thought I was it's gonna the... get, but it's the ending that I might should deserve. If th- it's if not it's the a... ending you needed, but the ending you deserved. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Remind me the ending of uh, of the Dark Knight. The Joker's left hanging there. Oh, that's right. You know, he's yeah. dangling off the building, and then uh, Batman goes and takes care of uh, Two Face. Oh, that's right. And then the Joker falls through the uh, the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus, that mirror, and he pops out the other side. You are just making stuff up now. That's a whole different movie. Those are not oh. in the same universe. Oh, okay. I know it's a little confusing. It feels yeah. like everything's connected these days. Right. Yeah. 
No. What? <laughs> I'm totally lost. There was a, there about? was a movie called uh, The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus that Heath, uh, Heath Ledger Ledger's. was shooting when he died. Yeah. And oh, but then all these other movie. people came in and like finished it for him, but it made it like when he went through this mirror then he turned into somebody else cuz they finished everything outside the mirror. It's like a dreamland. Yeah. You know. Mm, so I I'm, what I'm saying is the Joker fell through the mirror. Yeah. And became Heath Ledger and then when he goes back through he pops out as Johnny Depp. I got a brother. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was there with you. Yeah. You, you have to see the movie. Apparently. It's good. Yeah, Terry Gilliam. one of those had-to-be-there type jokes. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you don't see the movie, you're going to be lost. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I tried to get a bunch of people to go see it with me this weekend, but they were like, well, I haven't seen the other ones. So I was like, fuck it, just go. <laughs> what, really? Yeah. They hadn't seen Unbreakable or Split? I know. There are people out there who aren't like us. Isn't that weird? Weirdos. Um, And I totally... You, you can't see this one without the others, but you can see the other was others independent of. You see what I'm saying? You can watch Split and never never have seen Unbreakable, and you know vice versa with Unbreakable and Split. Yeah, but but you, but you really can't go into this. You need to see all of them to get the full benefit of everything. I get that, but like I think yeah. you should have made this one standalone in in a way, where what well, does standalone in, in a way? It, yeah, I mean it's just you know it's how it starts. It's kind of. Well, picking right up off of Split, but my youngest daughter saw Glass before she saw the other ones. What was her reaction? Oh, she loved it. She, she was doing the little fight signs. And like, <laughs> <"Get 'em." clears throat> she had her own little conspiracy theory going for a little while. No shit. Yeah. There are a lot of uh, twists and turns in this plot, though. I, I really enjoyed that. It kept me on my toes the entire time. Oh man, it, it, it's it's paced really quickly. It is in a good way, though. Yeah, and the second time around, I didn't, um, I, I didn't, would, I didn't feel the length at all. I would definitely. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let your joke hang. Yeah, sorry. It's a slow burn. Sorry. Well, I mean, like you know, <laughs> it took me a while. <laughs> I would suggest anybody that sees this movie see it twice. I agree with that. Um, I found for myself, I went in with expectations. Mm -hmm my own little mental movie of what was going to happen when other things began to happen I was almost had, like forcing myself to follow along right the second time I watched it I was able to just follow along and really pick up what was going on and enjoyed it a lot more I think that's kind of our consensus with most movies like this where there is an expectation like when we reviewed uh, Solo and we were like yeah you got to get over it <laughs> you got to watch it and you got to go oh okay I get it Okay, let me let me shake it off and then go watch it again and then you'll enjoy it. But unlike Solo, I liked this one. <laughs> second time I saw it. Oh well, no, yeah, dude, totally. This one, this one on the second time, I totally enjoyed it. Like I like Solo too, man. I, I, oh, I like. This, Solo. I think this uh, does fall into one of those categories. And you know, I'll say even Venom last year. These movies where it seems like the uh, for some reason the critics hate them, or they just right. don't they don't get something, and the audiences really like them. Well, and that's because the critics aren't watching it twice. They're going out and having our our initial reactions and like, <laughs> watch this movie and like going right in the, you know. I don't know, man. Some of the reactions though on this one, I, guys, I don't like fucking calling this movie boring. Like a lot of critics. I'm not talking about like one or two or two. I'm talking about more than half really, of the fucking reviews. Boring? I don't see how you can call it boring. boring at all. Yeah, dude, I'm head scratched. Totally perplexed by that. Like, like how can you? Where are they coming from? Especially if you like Unbreakable, how can you watch Unbreakable and then go into this going, ah, this is boring, right? I don't get it. That's like Bizarro World. Yeah, 
and like people were criticizing the like uh, the the minimum use of locations. Like, oh, they spend so much time in this hospital. Oh my gosh, we're in this hospital well, forever. It's like, did you not see the other two? Yeah. <laughs> How many fucking locations were in Split? The doctor's office and the damn basement, brothers. Like, fuck. Everything else was like kind of afterthoughts, you know, to right. show you the zoo and to open it up and things like that. I don't understand. That fits with this series. This series isn't. This isn't Marvel. Right. We don't need like huge, big action set pieces. That's not what this is. This is supposed to be the real world comic book film. That's what Unbreakable set up. I mean, I can see the, I can see how easy it would be to go in expecting this one to break up and turn into a you know DC Universe Marvel yeah big movie, but that's not what this is. Not at all. I've I've heard, I've heard people saying that they were expecting that they they wanted to have the big, the big ultimate you know battle with the, you know in the big city. But they even, I mean even in the movie, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but even in the movie, like. Samuel Jackson says that this is the real world. There's limitations to what superheroes can do. Yeah, and I thought the the climax on this was very still based in like, okay, that's what would really happen. Yeah. So uh, I noticed that Casey was wearing a uh, a zoo jacket. Does she work at the zoo? No, I, I would assume that like she because no, cause she's in high school. Isn't that the same jacket they put on her at the end? Yeah. Of- oh, is that what that was? She kept that jacket from yeah from the first movie. Thief. All right. So budget twenty million dollars. So much money. M Knight, put it all up. It's his dough. Yeah. Mortgage his house. Eat that, Zach Braff. I mean, it's still a lot. Uh, of- <laughs> <laughs> That's right. See, I actually love Zach Braff. I'm just doing that, and you know, because Brian won't say that, but I will eat that, Zach Braff. That's right, because Zach Braff, love you, bro. fucking twenty-two million dollar net worth, and you need to go to Kickstarter to get your movie fund. M Night, fifty million net worth, says fuck you, I'll fund it myself. And it's still less than Unbreakable. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, like Unbreakable, I don't think it would have ever cost that much money had it not come after the six cents. It's just you know, you're paying for that guy's work. Was it twice split visually? What's that? I, I know it's like twice the twice the price of split, but did it feel like twice the twice the the movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A lot did, more, a lot more effects, a lot more set design. Yeah, there was okay. Yeah, there's a lot of effect stuff, like in that fights, yeah. dents and. Oh my gosh! Yeah, people being thrown around, giant water tank. How much people of crawling on the ceiling? How much of the beast do you think is digital? Like those, when he like pulls his neck out and his neck gets all big and like you know, oh, no, like, that's all real, man. <laughs> I think the those, vein, are, those are real veins. No, the, the veins are obviously the veins. CGI when they. I'm pop talking up. about like when his like the. There's a moment I, at the end something with his neck. when he jumps off of the back of a van. Yeah. And he lands down uh, in, the, in the parking lot, um, and he's, he does a roar. And right then and there, there is, like, some digital uh, manipulation going on with his neck, his and, neck. and his shoulders. I know they make his, like, shoulders look huge. Yeah, for some reason, because you can see that the lines on them are a little soft, and everywhere else, like, on top of his head, they're perfectly, you know, fine. And, Interesting. Yeah, they did something there. But... You know, I don't know, man. Like, how much of that is actually James McAvoy versus how much of that is, you know, prosthetics and Well, CGI. they're doing a damn good job. Yeah, it looks good for the most yeah, part. Yeah. Good. Oh, my daughter did catch something and back this. I mean, we can spoil Unbreakable, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Fucking so. Unbreakable. <clears throat> so Katie, my youngest, actually, she saw this one first, right? 
we went back. I let her watch Unbreakable. I didn't let her watch Split. And she notices there's a, there's a scene where he's looking at a comic book. And the comic book character is like a beast man. Yeah. And she's like, ah, it's predicting beast. Interesting. There are a lot of little things. Like, considering, like, how far these entries are, like, spread out over time. It's really well connected. Yeah. I was really surprised by that. Like, I love to see, like, the sun coming back. Yeah, like uh, returning all the returning characters and yeah. all the plot lines coming uh, back into play. I thought all that was really well handled, except for the makeup on the on uh, Glass's mom is terrible. Yeah, yeah, that's is. the worst part of the movie. Yeah, it didn't bother me. Bullshit! Like they're, the they're, chin they're, bothers they're, me. They're, bro. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, chin's the real chin. bad. Fuck Especially the, there, there's some close-ups at the end uh, where they're just like on her face, and I'm just like, oh god, this looks really bad. Uh-huh. Yeah, it didn't bother me. And then they, they like cut to a younger version of her, and then to that, and I'm just like, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's not old, bad around her eyes, but old people makeup is really hard. The fuck it is, man. No, it's not. All right, the, give dude, me an example of right. good old people makeup. The Exorcist still looks like a mask. What? You're insane. Go back and watch that movie. You're insane. I've seen that movie a lot. Everybody knows the priest dies at the end. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> One of Kevin's personalities just spoils yeah. the fucking into I the love that. You can't talk to me. I, I spoil every movie. Yeah, people, they always say I spoil movies. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody knows the James priest James McAvoy is amazing. Dude, in he is movies. super amazing in these. Yeah, him and him and Sam Jackson steal the show. Yeah. Oh, one. yeah. They, like, they fucking own this movie. Dude, Sam Jackson's best performance in a hot minute. Yeah, he's really good in this. Yeah. He is. Like, I only caught a couple of Sam Jackson eyes. There's a couple moments. There's even that one in the trailer where he's standing outside of the hospital and he turns around. Yeah. <laughs> he's got that crazy wide-eyed <laughs> shot. Well, well that, it's kind of cool, too, to see in Unbreakable, he stays pretty, like, calm. and Yeah. But we got to see him go kind of, like, maniacal in this. Yeah, especially the end. He get, yeah, you totally see that pop out. But, yeah, he never goes into, like, a... I told those motherfucking doctors in the motherfucking psychiatric nope. ward. <laughs> no, uh, he's super calm and collected through all that. Yeah, like, man. Because like, that's the way a mastermind would be. I, I found him a little bit more menacing than I was expecting to. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought I thought he did a good job. Bruce Willis, though, I did th- when he was in the movie. Toward the end, there's a there's a part where he's he's having a conversation with Beast. And he slips almost into, man, we, we buds, it ain't no big deal, so. <laughs> we cool. I like when he when he claps for uh, Hedwig for Hedwig to dance. He's like, I feel like dancing. He's like, well, then dance. <laughs> and then Hedwig jumps up and he's like, well, dance, motherfucker. It's so great. That's a great moment. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of good Hedwig uh, moments in the movie. Yeah. He, he steals, steals the show. Oh, and there's, yeah, some funny stuff. And what's the uh, female? Patricia. Patricia. There's some great moments where he switches to Patricia. Dude, he's got her down. And just, just his mannerisms, you, by this point, you know <clears> them. <throat> and when he switches, he just you can see it. You see it. You see him switch between the characters. Yeah. It's great. Let's talk about a directorial choice. What do y'all think about all these shots that are di- like directly into the camera? People are looking directly. Well, they're looking a little off. Can you like, give me an example? Like slightly, uh, like well, the interview, like what you see in the trailer with she's interviewing um, yeah, the guys in the pink room. It's slightly off, but it's a little bit more on. Oh, where he centers them yeah. up, yeah. Because normally I don't, I don't like that framing, right? But for some reason in this, it works. 
Well, it just it fits with the unbra- I, like this one. The way it was shot, I thought it was really interesting how they combined split and unbreakable. Right. Yeah. Like they even like to shoot the uh, the split personalities with with Kevin going back and forth. Like those are shot different. And like there's moments where you actually see people reacting to it as opposed to like actually watching him transform. Right. And he does a lot of these um, glasses POV is cocked. Yeah. Um, and he does a lot of these weird like just bizarre uh, dolly um, or pan motions in in the movies between like two characters or between like um, just like characters that are separated by some kind of distance and he'll just linger on this negative space for a really long time yeah he does or he he, like cuts a like like, like half cut off it's kind of like you they just lock the camera down and and and, and an actor would move out of frame and be like half in the shot and they just go with it Oh yeah, yes, I know yeah. exactly what the one you're talking about yeah. with James McAvoy. Yeah, and he's, he's, yeah. he's, he's yeah. pacing back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then even even there's some stuff with uh, they, they were shooting reflections of Bruce Willis leaning against a wall, and like he's kind of half in the frame, but you're seeing his reflection. Yes, and uh, and e- even down at, uh, toward the end, uh, they kind of reflect into. Uh, when um, Glass's mom is at the computer, it's kind of reminiscent of the oh, there's of, lots of, of the of mirror of the mirror shot uh, when yeah. he was when uh, when he uh, when the the TV shot when they were younger and unbreakable and unbreakable and then they kind of reflect that. But the uh, computers cut off like they just barely give you enough to to get the information out of the screen on the computer. So he's he's totally using the edges of the frame, and he's really interesting. Separating her by the reflection yeah. of the black, yes. uh, not the black curtain, the purple curtain. Yeah, I think, yeah. My, fa- I think my favorite reflection is there's a shot of Samuel Jackson at the computer, and you're <gasps> oh, yeah. you're all, you're oh, yeah. focused on the writing on the computer, and then it rack focuses, and you can see his face almost perfectly. Yes, it's amazing. Like, that is a great shot. Oh yeah, that's a good or reveal the shot too. In his you don't eye. know who's on the computer. Yeah. yeah, that shot in his eye when oh yeah the reflection of the gurney coming in are leaving. Wait, wait, what was this? It, yeah, there's it's a eye reflection. It's similar to the one of the little girl in Split when she sees her uncle coming up from the woods, and you know how they have that close up, mm-hmm. and you can see the uncle approaching in her eye. There's another one when an orderly's like leaving the room after the uh, the operation. Oh, that wow. they put him through. I didn't catch that. That's yeah, cool. and he's laying it's a down. close up, and then it dollies out. There's a lot of cool stuff. I, like even the when he first sees the beast transform, uh, Glass does. Like that shot, like he's seeing it in a reflection of like those oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. cabinet stuff. All that stuff is oh, his look fucking there, awesome, bro. His look there is amazing. Yeah. And then McAvoy's performance with the that closeness in his face and Okay, at the beginning of the movie, I'm gonna see if you guys caught it, like uh when uh he is uh, talking to the girls and he kind of sits down and, and, and in front of him, and, he, and he's like... Uh, oh, the cheerleaders? The cheerleaders, yeah. yeah. His eyes are kind of dilated there again. I did notice that. Yeah. And then uh, and then at the end of the movie, there's a close-up of him uh, where they're, they're really tight on his face. And I, could, in the, I didn't see it in the standard version, but I saw it in the IMAX. You can see the boom in his eyes. What? No, I didn't catch that. Yeah, like like you can see you they can fixed see the, it for the standard version. Yeah, no, it was just so damn small. But like like uh, like you could see the boom the boom over his head and it, it reflected in his eyes. I was like, look at that. Oh man, no, I didn't notice that. I wonder if his eyes get dilated when he's playing a character that is uh, affiliated with the horde. I don't know because uh, because not all of them. But when he changes into the beast, they put these like black. Contacts oh, yeah. in there, and they're just super scary looking. He definitely has something in his eyes when he's yeah. pleased. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I love the aspect too that like some of the personalities are against 
the Beast. Oh yeah, and oh, some oh, of yeah. them are Thor the Beast. Oh, yeah, because she's like, she's like, there are ten of us now. You know, like <laughs> I've been converting members. You know, in these weeks that we've been there's killing the, and eating there's cheerleaders. There's the Kevin side and the Beast side. Yeah, I love that. That's cool. I know we're talking about a bunch of great things that we loved about this movie. Uh, a couple things, man, uh, I didn't care much for. Actually, the only two things I didn't really care much for. I felt like Bruce Willis was really underused. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a problem with a lot of comic book movies, though. Like, I don't really care about the hero. It's like the villain. Well, they're more interesting. Yeah. I feel, well, maybe that's just a problem with DC movies. And Marvel movies, I feel like, has the exact opposite problem where they don't. Villains are just cardboard cutouts. Yeah. Unless it's like Thanos or, uh, you know, one of the big ones. Loki. <laughs> Always showing up. I, you know, being a sequel to Unbreakable, I could have used a little bit more Bruce Willis. I don't know what you would have gotten him to do, though. And I don't know what he would have fit into this movie, but I would have liked to seen him just a little bit more. I would have agreed with you that after the first time seeing it. Yeah. After the second time, to me, this is Glass's movie. Yeah, it definitely is. Like, sure. from the moment they get to that... Well, it starts as the as the Beast movie, and then yeah. it, then it kind of like when well, it starts Sam's out Jackson. as Bruce Willis's movie. Does it? it, it he's <clears throat> hunting the Beast. He's going to catch re- the Beast. It, it, well, it's I their movie. I would quick. say it's their movie, like together. Yeah. I see that. But once they get to the mental facility, it's all about well, once first he name Mister, last out, name Glass. Once he kind of comes out of his stupor, because there's a long time in the in the facility before he. But even, even that, of, you have to pay attention to what's being said to him. Right. What he's doing, the way his garments are shaped. Like, there's stuff going on that he's playing off. Right. Touche. And then, of course, the other thing was uh, Anna Taylor Joy. Man, I thought she was a little wasted in this movie. I agree. I yeah. mean, I understood I'll what they were it. trying to do with the, you know, the character, especially at the end. I understand the Beauty and the Beast, like, subplot they're trying to go with here. Um,. I just feel like her character was wasted, man. Like, all the awesome opportunity. Yeah, I really think they missed the opportunity of having, even if you connect it with just a line of, you know, he he stopped my uncle, or, like, somehow there's that connection. Yeah. Between Bruce Willis and her. Yeah. Yeah, it just needs to be something, man. Like, honestly, I thought that's how they were going to open it. Yeah. That makes sense, and that, that brings her into his world. Yeah, I, I didn't know how long they were gonna, you know, set these movies apart. Uh, split and glass. Three weeks. You know. Well, yeah, I know that. Now, but <laughs> going into, it, I was like, oh, you know, is it gonna be a couple weeks, or is it gonna be a whole two years? Are we gonna do like a real time thing here? And you think Bruce Willis found? Uh, you think Dunn found uh, the horde too easily? No. Really? Uh, no. I mean, it made sense to me. Like, just seemed like set it up, and knock it down. Set it up, and knock it down. Let's let, let's get let's get let's get them together. Let's get them together. Yeah. You know. yeah. I don't know. It felt a little quick to me. No, I think that's what you needed for this movie. I agree. I mean, I, I, mean, I, see, gotta, I see it for the scope of the movie. But you got to think. But too, I want to see more of the, you know. This movie's hunt. coming in three weeks. He's been looking for him for three weeks. Right, yeah. So it's not like he just went, hey, I'm going to go try to find this guy. I mean, you could have had, like, a whole movie of him looking for him, but right. that's not the movie we, we got. I know. It's the movie we, I wanted, but not had, the one I deserved. We had to get into the glass story. Jared, everybody else is bored by this movie, and you want it to be slower. What is going on? <laughs> uh, maybe I'm just saying I wanted more Bruce Willis. Yeah, I, I wanted more Bruce Willis, man. A little bit. You know, just a little bit. Yeah. Just a something. I could totally go with, like, a prequel of him just catching criminals. Yeah, that would be badass. Yeah. I but could they should have done that ten years ago. 
I mean, they should have. Yeah, they should have. No, you're right. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, to bridge that middle bit, you know, him actually going out and bust, just, just throwing motherfuckers and, you know. I love that opening. The oh, opening yeah. part where Superman punch him. <laughs> the guy gets thrown against the wall. Yeah. Uh, my, 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 only, my only qualm with that the second time around is how does Bruce Willis know that that uh, one switch in the dining room will kill all the lights in the front room? I don't think he does. He's just turning the switch off. <laughs> so what do y'all think he's doing in the kitchen? Or no, he's you know what? He, he, gets, he gets a glass of water. Or maybe he was like cutting their water off in the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he probably he probably turned it off in the bottom, and then he like, he ran the ran the faucet until it ran out for the pipe. Maybe yeah. he's like you know he's like, he's like been there done that. <laughs> this ain't happening again. <laughs> the last guy almost killed me with his garden hose. <laughs> I know better now. Jeremy brought up a good point uh, earlier, and he was like, "How does he take a shower?" What? No, I mean he can. He, he, he's, he's out fighting in the, rain. in the rain. Yeah, like he drinks water. <laughs> <laughs> he just can't. I guess he can't be like getting it in his face. Yeah, I don't think he could be like any. But he totally any submerged. Because she even mentions that he got into a fight next to a broken fire hydrant, and it made him real weak. This is it's his kryptonite, bro. Right. So is it that if he gets water on him, that's his kryptonite, or if it doesn't have to get in his lungs? He's like, "Fuck! I gotta take a shower." Man, <laughs> was the rain is slowing him down the first time he fights the beast? So, like every time he walks into a room, like all the characters just like, "Oh God, what is that stench?" Oh, oh. <laughs> you know, his, his wife's wife's his wife before she died. She's like, she's like, "Come, baby, come take a, come take a bath with me." This is like. You know I hate baths. <laughs> are you trying to I'll kill me? Are really, you trying to kill me, woman? I'll take a really quick shower. <laughs> Nothing going on. Oh my goodness! I have no energy after these things. I don't know why. Just feel so lethargic all the time. I just get a sponge bath. <laughs> I would love to see that, like Robin Wright, just sponge bathing Bruce Willis. <laughs> I'd rather see Bruce Willis sponge bathing than Robin Wright. Damn right. Um, Brian, can we watch the trailer so I can really start talking about this movie? <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to be back. We're going to play the trailer for Glass. We're going to get a spoiler-filled discussion. Yes. We'll be back. It's amazing to meet you. It is simply extraordinary. Maybe this will all make sense if I explain who I am. My name is Dr. Ellie Staple. And I'm a psychiatrist. My work concerns a particular type of delusion of grandeur. It's a growing field. I specialize in those individuals who believe they are superheroes. <laughs> Good for you. The three of you've convinced yourselves you have extraordinary gifts like something out of a comic book. David Dunn, the only person to survive that train wreck all those years ago. What do you do? I'm in security. You think you have superpowers? It's a feeling. Vision. I have to touch them. You believe you are a protector. My name is Patricia. I have no question. There are two dozen identities. I'm Mary Reynolds. Por favor, senora. We almost got you, bro. That live in that body with you. The beast is coming any minute now for you guys. But what I am questioning is your belief 
that you are something more than human. And yet, it is true. My bones break easily. I've had 94 breaks in my life. But you have an extraordinary IQ. This is not a cartoon. This is the real world. No way. And yet, some of us still don't die with bullets. Some of us can still bend steel. I've been waiting for the world to see that we exist. May I meet the beast? I hope for your sake that he likes you. That sounds like the bad guys teaming up. A lot of people are going to die. Don't do this. Are you ready? What do we call you, sir? First name, Mr. Last name, Glass. All right, we're back. That was a trailer for M. Night Shyamalan's Glass. A lot of uh, uncut, uh, well, not uncut, but a lot of edited uh, stuff in that. That's alternate called, angle. Yeah, it's called the alternate angle cut. Yeah. Well, no, there were some actual scenes that were, yeah, just yeah. not in the movie. Like, even when uh, David Dunn says, like, uh, I work in security, that was yeah. that was cut out of the movie. Uh, this is your last spoiler warning, by the way. We're getting into it now. So if you haven't seen the movie, turn this thing off. Go see this movie. Flip this back on. See it twice, then flip it. Yeah, you gotta watch it twice. <laughs> Wow, man, you guys are putting a lot of pressure. Like, just to, you guys have got to see this twice. You didn't, you didn't make a day of it. I would recommend seeing it twice. Yeah. Yeah, it deserves it. All right, guys, let's talk about the end of this movie just right off the bat. All Fuck right? it, everybody dies. You, you said we were going to spoil it. Yeah. Does, uh, <laughs> is it, you, think, you think that was a problem for some of, the, uh, some of the critics? It was a problem for me the first time. Really? Yeah. Why? I didn't want them to die, bro. I felt I felt like at least Bruce Willis should have lived to fight another day. It seemed like a ni- nice wrap up. It does. It's like we're not doing another one of these, y'all. <laughs> but it's also, I mean, it's <laughs> exactly Glass like informs you at the end of the movie. No, this is an origin story. They could totally do other movies They're in opening, this world. Like the way this movie ends is your op- this story allows it to open up to a universe. Right, because other people are like, oh shit, there are other people like me. You know, I'm not a freak of nature. That's right, a very Last Jedi kind of ending. Yeah, there are others. And they kept building up to that they, uh, well, that Glass and Beast were going to eventually break out, right? And they were going to attack this, uh, like, I don't know, what is it? This new skyscraper they're building. Skyscraper. The Nakatomi Tower. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they give, what is it called? Osaka Osaka Tower? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a Marvel. Yeah, it's a Marvel. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's got it, the solar panels are cool though when those come out. Yeah, it's like, pretty bad. The building looks great. Yeah, I don't understand why they move like that. They kind of flutter. Yeah, well, they're they're trying to get the angle of the sun. Yeah, but they but they flutter. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I guess they have to like flutter out in joints, and they're trying to track the sun. Yeah, and, you know, it's cool. Yeah, you know, they're trying trying to give a visual flourish yeah. to it, Jerry. It's futuristic. <laughs> yeah, so basically, Glass lays out the plan that he wants Beast to fight David. In front of the world at this opening of the building, he tells David that you have to break out because I'm going to go kill a bunch of people, and you're the only one that can stop it. But in reality, he's 
just getting them to fight out front in front of all the security cameras. So he can let the whole world see. Because his whole purpose is to show the world that they exist. I like that, man. That's yeah, a nice carryover to theme. I thought it was. I thought it worked pretty well. What would he have done if they would have actually made it over to the tower? <laughs> like, oh shit! <laughs> well, dude, uh, actually, you know, like watching it the second time, like the beast is going for the tower. Fuck yeah, he is. Yeah, like if uh, what is it, a uh, Casey? If she didn't stop him and grabbed his hand, he was gonna go over there and fuck some people up. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah think- it would have ended there if she had not been there. I don't think Sam Jackson ever intended to go. Really? Because you heard even when uh, Bruce Willis' son starts to tell him that. You know, your dad died on the train that wrecked with He's like, don't Bruce tell Willis. him yet. He's like, no, don't tell him yet. Like, he fully right. plans on telling him at the right time. Right. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we have to say the internet was actually right about that Yes. One. Kevin's dad was on the was same on train. on the train, yeah. That Bruce Willis uh, got unbroken in. <laughs> or found out. People found out that he was unbreakable. That's where, he w- that's where the, uh, the Beast and uh, him were born. On that train. That's right. I do like that uh, Mr. Glass has got to be, you know, like, man, fuck, I make superheroes. <laughs> I am awesome. I'm not only a mastermind, a supervillain. I'm fucking created, you bitches. <laughs> I like, truly am a mastermind. <laughs> and his teeth really stood out there that they're all fucked up. Were they fucked up the whole movie? Yeah. It just, for some reason, I just really only well, noticed it there. Well, he's super smiling because he's so fucking happy. Yeah. He's just like, my plan is coming true. And like, you can actually see, like, I guess from like where his skull has been broken, like his teeth and the roots have been, well, those bones have been shattered. Yeah. That he's actually, I guess, some of his roots have, have died from that. I love all the scars and bumps that are on his arm. Oh, yeah, man. That's really good makeup. Oh, yeah. I, no, I, I liked all of it, man. I'm glad they brought his uh, his outfit back as well, and he's got an ascot now. Yeah, and it's with the MG on it. <laughs> with the little, yeah, the little gold pin yeah, yeah. with the little diamonds. Mr. Glass. I like that. I thought that was nice. I, all the costume stuff I thought was great. All yeah. of it. The set design, I loved all the pink room. Well, even even when uh, when Dunn pulls out his, uh, it goes to the uh, you know the uh, patient like uh, equipment uh, like property holding or whatever. Yeah, room, and he pulls out his he pulls out his like raincoat, and, and it, it kinda, flutters, it flutters like, a like a cape. Yeah, it's got a little blow in it. And it's like, oh, that's badass, dude. I you know what? I think that shot though, in particular, and like how this build up of like Bruce Willis, like he finally gets out of the room. You know, like because they they keep him in, in a in a room with a, a locked door, and they got the uh, the water tank, a bunch above of water him, right? hoses, yeah. So they're gonna drown him in case he breaks out. But he, Mr. Glass turns it off, and he's just pounding away on that door, you know, and he's believing in himself again. And you get the music swelling. Oh, that's awesome! And when that away. door breaks, <laughs> I, I think the audience they didn't get that big action payoff, and I think that just it, it was a buzzkill for I think everybody. You know, kind of like uh, it was for like when we were talking about Unbreakable right. and how it just ends with the, the title cards. And we were talking about how like, uh, Roger Ebert had a problem with that when that movie came out. That's the only thing he dinged that movie on. Right. I think I think this movie has a similar problem for certain audience members. They've just they're so used to comic book films now. Right. That that's what you know, like that that's what they expect to happen. They, they want to see the action happen. But, you know, uh, M. Night's like, you know, we see him like. Reach his goal of getting out of the door, but not going through the motions of it. Yeah, fully. Well, you see the door come off and him. Yeah, step and he through. steps through. Yeah, but imagine a whole sequence of him actually like following through and building up. Yeah, you know, when I when I kept reading about out. reviews where they were talking about the ending being bad, I thought that that's what was going to happen. 
Like, I was like, oh, no, we're going to get some, like, amazing Spider-Man rooftop battle. And, oh, this is going to be terrible. And so, like, just CGI and people throwing people everywhere. And, man, I thought this ending was handled beautifully. I mean, for this series. I did. Yeah, I thought it fit. The only thing I didn't like was the shamrock on there. Oh, hands. the little clovers the for little, the yeah, uh, the little four leaf clovers. Oh, we haven't even talked about the the little uh, oh, yeah, anti superhero league. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, I, I, I don't. We don't care if you're good or bad. We're gonna kill you. We're, we're gonna get rid of you. Actually, do you think that they're uh, okay? Do you think that their intention was to kill them or to actually do that brain thing where they go in there and shut that part of their brain off and well, like, she send said them off? that protocol is to first convince them they're not special. Yeah. Try to try to because talk them there, down. There can't be people that are special, right? And then if that doesn't work, use the machine, <laughs> but glass outsmarted her and went and removed the the lenses, I guess. The lenses, yeah. Put your glass. See, look, Mr. Glass <laughs> removed the glass oh, from the machine. Oh. Right. I thought that was funny. <laughs> it made me laugh. And if that doesn't work, then they kill you. Then she makes the phone call. They come in and kill him. And you know, if you think about it, rewatching the movie, like she sets everything in, in a in a up in a way where every contingency is played through. Like the whole reason, like she lets Casey in there to see um, Kevin in the first place, you know, right. is, is to get that Beauty and the Beast because she's got a line in where the movie. She, the she, doctor, she doesn't want to let her in. She goes, "No, you're the victim." But you're the victim. Yeah, but then she lets her in anyway, and yeah. she's right. like, "Well, you know," like she says something like, uh, "What is it?" Um, but love then when is, she sees that. There's a connection there. She tries to talk Casey into doing it again, and Casey yeah. says no. But she comes back. But yeah, but she does it in the end. She's the reason that uh, the the beast gets killed. But do you think that Casey has some kind of weird special power? Because like you know, he's like, "Let me go," and she's in, you know, you know, release me, and she's hanging on to him. How she like got have power over him? It showed earlier when she touches. Wait, um, when she was in the, the in his room, and she when she his touches arm. him, Kevin comes out. Right. Because Kevin really likes her. Yeah. He digs those eyes. Well, hell yeah, we all dig those eyes and those <laughs> sexy lips. Yes, we do. <laughs> <clears throat> it's a subtle but interesting play on Sam Jackson. Mr. Glass wants the special superhero-like people to come out and be their full potential. Right. To the world. And David refuses to do it. So he sets this whole thing up so he can record David having to do it. Yeah, you know, he's even got that line, too, where he tells you, I didn't catch it until, like, the third time. But there's a line, again, where Sam Jackson even tells you when he's talking to David Dunn, like, uh, I forget what he says, something like, you know, the superhero having to save uh, the innocence is, you know, going to be the undoing or mm-hmm. it's something along those lines where, yeah, he is he's, he's baiting him to come out. And, yeah, I liked all that, man. I mean, there's that great scene where, where she's almost taught Bruce Willis into he's not special. And Sam Jackson turns the water off, and he's like, look, I'm going to go blow up this building, and <laughs> you're going to have to come stop it. You're you're not living up to your potential, stopping bank robbers. and Right. Like, he's playing on the whole, like, Superman stopping little villains isn't anything. He has to go fight Zod. Superman doesn't get cats out of trees, damn it. He does sometimes. That's right. Save the cat. Yep. <laughs> get your little girl spanked. Yeah, that's a weird scene. <laughs> you know, growing up, I never thought it was weird. Don't tell lies. Whack. <laughs> that's just spreading morals. Morals. Yeah, morals and marvels. No marvels here, man. Yeah, DC, right? 
No, none of that either. It's what's it, what's the uh, production company he has called Blinding um Blinding yeah. Edge. Yeah. Yeah. Blinding it. Fuck, I saw that logo three times this fucking weekend. You think I'd be able to remember yeah. it? Yeah, right. <laughs> What'd y'all mm. think of the uh the first fight between the beast and David Dunn are the I, are the overseer. I liked it, man. Oh yeah, I liked how they dubbed him the overseer. Yeah. Um not tiptoe twinkles or whatever. I love that he makes fun of like the internet names. He's yeah. like, Don't ever mention <laughs> what was it? it was the tiptoe man. Tiptoe man. Yeah. Was something just so stupid. What was the other one? The green The Green Guard. Green Guard, yeah. Green Guard. Yeah. Oh. It looks like they're sticking with the overseer. He's like, Oh good. Don't yeah. ever mention the tiptoe man again. Okay. <clears throat> this is my one problem with that battle in the um with the cheerleaders where they had their first fight. Uh, like he picks up a table and he throws it at him and oh, he catches dude, yeah. it. No, that's badass. That is totally badass. But that sets up that those tables can be moved and those girls are tied to a table. Why couldn't those four girls pick up that table? Dude, uh, hello. Have you seen what these fuckers have been throwing around this movie? And you think <laughs> like a table that weighs like maybe 500 or 600 pounds, these guys can't pick up and throw? No, 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 no. I'm saying those girls that were like, those four girls couldn't have moved that table around. Well, not if it weighed six or 700 pounds, no. And not with your arm stretched back like this. No, no. I don't know, man. Dude, they were cheerleaders, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously they but, did. <laughs> but it was super badass. Uh, I mean, I could pick that thing up, but if I stretch you out where your arm's at full length and chain you to that, I don't think you're going to be picking it up and chunking it around. Yeah, and on top of that, like, I think M. Night was trying to, sh- like, to show you that these four women couldn't do it with their combined strength. That right. was the first thing that these guys picked up and threw the entire movie. Yeah. It wasn't the table that they had. They never touched that table. It was the one that was on the other side. But yeah, you know, I mean, it's but like, that was badass that he threw it and caught it. Yeah. Like, oh no! And he throws it at the other cheerleader and like, breaks oh, just her oh, that's so hardcore, dude. Arm and just yeah, tell us what her. she breaks. Like, it breaks three ribs or yeah. something, and, oh. and her arm. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. You could see the arm snap in that. That yeah. was nice. Oh, it, well, it was they nice. actually had some nice gore in this. Just like when they showed. Uh, uh, young oh, glass. I was gonna ask y'all: Is that an edited scene? Is that a deleted scene? Yeah, I was. From, I was wondering um, that Unbreakable, because I've seen that scene before. Oh, all the footage from Unbreakable, except for the one time where he's flashing back and remember his da- his dad, the Kevin's dad. When you when you see that one, all the other flashbacks are deleted scenes from Unbreakable. Okay, all of them. So even with the you know that when he yes. goes and gets on the merry go round, yeah, the, uh, that that. That's the spinning thing. Yeah, that's why if you if you watch this movie back to back with Unbreakable, that's the same young Elijah. Right, and and I wonder that's really uh, smart. Yeah, right. And I was wondering if uh, maybe maybe that was cut because they couldn't do the broken arm gag as well back then, or you know. Oh no, I think M Night. I think cut it just for pacing reasons. Because you see it, they see that it's real quick. I missed it the second time, but the first time I totally saw his arm broken laying there next to him. I mean, oh, you it can, looks it looks painful. Yeah, as yeah shit. it looks really bad. <laughs> but yeah, you can you can notice like how that scene's kind of cut. Yeah, you know, and how it's paced. It really doesn't feel like it would fit in Unbreakable. But I remember seeing it somewhere. It's on the it's on and the it DVD. Mu- it must have been like watching the extras on the DVD. Yeah, that's cool. It's on there. All those scenes were like even when he came in there and talked to his young son. I love that. Yeah, you can see when uh. When they're showing David, or they're showing Mr. Gum on the Chrome, or whatever his name is, yeah, on the train, and the camera dollies down, and oh, yeah. cut. you can see it go from digital to the, film. Oh, yeah, the, the grain just completely <laughs> yes. changes. Dude, the uh, IMAX presentation, uh, you could really see the grain on the, on the film. You know, it's like, ooh, man. 
we switch. Also, too, like, did they drop the exposure? Yeah, a it little did. bit it did. from the it, footage of Unbreakable. Yeah, it, really dark. it does look really dark. Yeah, it Weird. is not that dark on the uh, on the Blu-ray. Where the makes DVD. me wonder why they didn't go back and. I mean, do you think they actually went back and scanned the film and then re-brought, re-edited it, or they just brought? I don't know, man. Yeah, it didn't seem like they did that. And also, I don't really think we needed look a little junky. Uh, crumb on the uh, briefcase. I think that's a little. But see, I thought that was very comic booky. Okay, maybe. Yeah. Okay, I can see that if you're going to go that way. I don't know, man. I think I just hate. To, I just hate. I just hate like when people uh, think that the audience is stupid. When you're pandering and to the I audience, didn't, I didn't think that was an audience stupid. Dude, thing. he's even just, holding the brochure that says DID. It says DID on it. Yeah, I know. You know, like M Night's like, hey guys, keep up with. So, so does that mean that that he had DID as a kid? Like, like they already knew that 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 I thought that that was something that developed because of his. Uh, yeah. loss of his father. So it's weird that he had that brochure. Well, it, it's a little bizarre in this well, timeline. Well, he he was going to get a doctor to make his mom stop. I took it as that they his mom was abusing him. Dad knew about it. It was causing DID. Oh, see, okay. And then when he didn't come back, that just made it way worse. Okay. I, 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 I so were they going through like a divorce or something? Was he still like living with them because i mean that's the way they make it sound right like yeah his so, dad was so his dad to... was just letting his wife just torture the shit out yeah, of his kid abuse his son well he was trying to make her stop by leaving him there alone he was a shitty dad yeah he was kind of a <laughs> shitty dad <laughs> man you know him dying on the train not the worst thing ever well i don't know I, what glass is trying to point out <laughs> I, that's I, that, guess, well, I guess a little bit helps better than none that's the scene where he almost slips into sam jackson pulp fiction where he's like man <laughs> he's all excited he's like if i hadn't killed your dad you wouldn't have, the beast wouldn't have showed up. I made you just like I made him, dude. I, I do think that's the worst acted moment is when the is when the sun comes out and it's like, oh look, okay, yeah. we all know that parrots uh, well, play a huge backstory. The worst acted you, scene. What really? The first worst acted scene is M Night Shyamalan's scene. You know, he's just going out that, for a laugh. Bro. I know, but you that know, line I, just feels so forced. He's like, you know, with positive thinking. His cameos are always usually the worst sections of all his movies, though. Yeah, yeah. But I, I like I I, I like uh, that scene a little bit because it kind of starts to set up the uh, relationship of the father and son. He's like, "Look, you don't he, need to go on a walk." Something else I caught. And it took me till the third time, so I may be an idiot. <laughs> but okay, so she's in town looking for them. Who's she? The agent girl. Oh, the doctor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The psychiatrist. The son says, you know, hey, I've been listening to the police scanners. They're really hot for you right yeah, now. Yeah, I remember that he warns him because he's like, so, he's like, you don't need to go out and walk tonight, you know, and all so that. It's kind of like predicting, like, she's in town. She's got the police helping her. Right. She's trying to find him. How does she get the police to, like, murder? <laughs> oh, I don't think those were the actual yeah, police. It says I think police those were on, her, their, on their outfits. Yeah, but they're, like, super guarded think, up. Because she makes that one phone call to the, like, 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 call the regular police. But then when she's in Elijah's cell. Right. And she's they on her the, cell phone. She's on another phone. Yeah. And she's, like, oh. I think she's calling the agency. Okay. That is a cool dolly shot, too. I like how that dolly shot goes over. Why didn't, um, this <laughs> something that I thought of the second viewing. Why didn't, um the horde turn their bed up on its end 
Dude, no. And hide behind Why didn't it? he close his eyes and walk out of there? I totally, okay, exact same thing. Why didn't he close his eyes? Yeah. I thought of that, but I think the light was so bright. That Which is why I was thinking. Seen it so, anyway. Yeah. Okay, so he's in a room, and he's got those lights flashing to change his personality. So if right. there's a section in the movie where uh, an orderly comes in, he's like delivering him food he's or something. He's getting all sexy for him. That's an awesome scene. That is a badass it scene. It is a great scene, but the guy, I mean, the guy's just blocking his view. Yeah. Directly from the lights. I mean, he's still getting side splashes. He has to. Right. Because the room's painted white. He's going to have to get some spill. Right. So I think that would debunk that. So I think you'd be able to use the bed. I'm saying you turn the bed up on its or end. Or close your eyes and, and turn then around. You, and then you push it tor- towards the light and you stay behind it and keep your eyes closed. Push, 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 push. And then turn beast mode you know, and then fucking... I, I know why he didn't do it. Because the horde is the muscle bad guy. Glass is the genius bad guy. So the Horde's not going to think of that. He's just brute force, go to the light, go to the door. Well, no, and also, they, they, they also established that... Um, I'm just giving a reason, man. No, I, I got you. I know. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just... Quote Danny Glover. That's thin. That's <laughs> <laughs> thin. That's thin. No, man, with your wife's cooking? <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> um, so... Which one is it? Is it Barry? No, it's not Barry. It's um, who, who's the one who's the the muscle, but not the Dennis. Dennis. They 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 show that the Dennis is, is like built. He's a badass, right? He he can pick up one of these girls and throw him around. But then yeah. why why is that orderly able to like push him around? Because then he switch over to Dennis. No, he switched over to the uh, Australian twins. Okay, that's right. He's like you know. All right, okay. I remember. Well, here, yeah, here he got flashed by that point. Right. Because Jade is the one who. Uh, is the personality that picks up the syringe and like I think she actually stabs him with it once. Oh really? Or comes really damn close and just barely misses. And then him. he he switches to the twins and the twins are like, if she'd have got that key because they're anti beast. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was cool. I like seeing that side. That's another one of those moments where they do the pan back and forth because yeah. like you're seeing like the orderly over there by the light and then like they'll pan over and then James McAvoy will be like. You know, switching a performance and they'll pan back over to the orderly, and he's just like, "What the fuck is going on?" He keeps popping them. (laughs) Please stop! Please stop! I love that there's 24 toothbrushes. Oh, I love that too. That is so badass. (laughs) Yeah, well, that was that was a nice setup from uh, because they did that shot in a split where they show you this uh, his sink and he's got all the toothbrushes laid out and everything. That's a nice holdover, yeah. And he even like when they bring him um, clothes, he's got to bring him a bunch of different outfits. <laughs> Patricia's creepy in that scene where she's like, "Oh, she, she it's all." What does she call her? Covered. Little duck. It's like walk away, little duck. Oh yeah, something like that. Yeah, some condescending name. And I, I, I like the the fact that the uh, the beast and the horde they're all, they're very thrown off. When they see Bruce Willis for the first time. Oh, life. that's such oh, a yeah. badass when the cells are across from each other and they like, yeah. open them up and they both catch each other like, oh, shit, like, motherfucker. And they're, all the all the rest of the personalities are really concerned about who is this man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how, I love how, is he, that. how is he as strong as the Beast? Is I, he a normal man? I, I need how, to know. I love yeah. how Hedwig yeah. is like, <laughs> he thinks he can fight the Beast? Man, the Beast is like, ugh. <laughs> Hedwig has some of the best, like, jokey moments. Like, it's like when the girl comes and visits him. Oh. Oh, man. So just to explain it to people that are listening and not watching the movie. So, yeah, there's a moment where he's Hedwig, and then he turns into Dennis, then he turns into Kevin. Kevin. Yep. And she's holding Kevin's hand, and he turns back into Hedwig, 
and she's Hedwig. Hedwig thinks he's she's his girlfriend, right? And he looks down and sees he's hold, she's holding his hand, and she, he's like, "What? You like Kevin now?" He's like, "Oh!" <laughs> he's like, "Well, you like Kevin now?" <laughs> it's so fucking funny, dude. That always got a, a, a big reaction out of every audience. It's a good. It's a good. Like we just had a really heavy moment. Right and then boom, laugh like it's yeah. it's, it's it's a great like you know palate cleanser to get us into the next. Beat. There is every screening I've I've seen it three times and every screening I've been to, someone has clapped at the end of it. Yeah. Oh man, I didn't even notice some. Did somebody clap today? Yeah, the guys right next to me and the guy behind me. Oh man, didn't notice. I totally heard it the first time. I'm sorry, I just get so sucked into those fucking beautiful credits. Oh, those credits are so sexy, man. God, they did a damn are. good job on the credits. Yeah, they I don't did. know who, who did that, but that's. And a cool idea. That's class. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is like, so it's fucking like sexy. It's, it's like it's like. Hey, remember all this? Remember all this shit that happened? Yeah, oh, dude. Yes. Like and everything is like in the the way the panes are, are in three D space as as they're doing the scroll up. And yeah. Like, oh man. It's, oh, it looks so sexy. Super sex. Did this movie come out in three D? No. Well, so. not in Memphis. Uh, we got the we got the IMAX, the uh, Atmos, and then you know regular screenings. Did it anywhere else? Uh, not that I know of. Hmm. I didn't see any of the advertisements, um, or I didn't even see Real D on any of the bottom of the posters. Mm. Posters, by the way, uh, man, incredible. Great. My favorite one is the one with all the glass shards going into the middle, and you've got Glass's face right in the center. With all the comic book drawn characters in the glass? Yeah, they're all all around the sides. I like that one Yeah, that one's super badass. I want to get that poster. I like that one. Uh, my favorite, though, is the IMAX, where it's like the three separate shards. Yeah. And like... Yeah. I, I like that, but I just don't Each like one. how the beast looks in that one for some reason. I don't, like, I don't think they drew him that well. I think it looks awesome, bro. Yeah. It's comic book inspired. I, like I got it. it. I got it. I like it. I like it. Oh, I like all the art. It's all, it's all beautiful. It's all beautiful. This movie was marketed so much better than any of the other films <laughs> were. I mean, yeah. Well, because M. Night had full control of the budget and stuff like that. He's like, all right, well, let's... Uh, this is what we need to do, guys. He's like, I've got to make my money back. <laughs> we are not doing an unbreakable repeat here, yeah. guys. Yeah, that's oh, the uh, yeah. theatrical one sheet. I, even the teaser where it's like a, like the reflections of each one of them on the, um, the floor it's of the pink room. Um, it's kind of reminiscent of the split poster where, where like the, the, uh, the shadow goes down and it shows the different. Have you seen that one? Yeah. Yeah. That's reminiscent of what, though? The one we were talking about, where you seeing the reflections going down? Oh yeah, I guess it is kind of yeah 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 yeah. yeah. yeah okay, I see what you're saying. Okay, I'm picking up what you're laying down. I was a, I was a fan of all the marketing stuff. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, soundtrack is good too. Soundtrack's great. They do a good job of blending the uh, the split score with the unbreakable right. score. Right, so it, it kind of it, it it becomes a theme. You know, it's like it's a it's like a oh you know yeah yeah I love well, that it makes it feel big because everybody's you know everybody's got a little theme everybody's you got know? a theme yeah. yeah the way it should be exactly I like the uh, the ticking clock that yeah. they have constantly yeah. it sounds a lot like Dunkirk <laughs> you know like, like yeah. very Hans Zimmerish but like man with the themes and the right. comic book uh, oh man I don't know it worked for me um, it felt Nolanish too I liked that did the same person do all three scores uh, no James Newton Howard did the uh, score for Unbreakable and um. West Dylan, West Dylan Thordson. Yeah, he did split and um, and glass and glass. Yes. Did a good job, Mister Glass. Yeah, he did, man. I, I, yeah, really, really, really dug the score. It hits the hero themes at the right time. Oh, yeah. yeah, it does. It really does. I just, I still can't get over like the just the backlash that this movie is is kind of receiving from critics. I, guys, I, really I don't can't understand get over it. it. 
Like, I mean, I mean like, you've read the reviews. What what are they complaining about? I just it's boring. The end doesn't live up to its potential. Everybody seems to really be on board for the first half, right? Which I mean, I I well, it starts out with a bang. It gets you moving. Yeah, you know? well, I guess that's the part that it felt like um, like a the movie I was expecting. Movie. Yeah, you right. Know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the superhero flick. Yeah, that's exactly how it felt. And then it starts doing different things in the middle hospital, and I think that just threw a lot of people off. And everyone was complaining about. You know, same location, and oh, this is boring. And I thought the escape and everything was really well done. Intense. I thought that man, I like. Yeah, I like it better than Split, man. I like this movie. I agree. I think this is better than Split. Yeah, and they got a ton of love. Yeah, it did. I think this. Go, I think it goes Unbreakable, <laughs> Glass, and then Split. <laughs> if I were to rate, if move the three around. Yeah, I, I, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, I'd go. I do the same ranking. There's not many like possibilities. <laughs> it's not like we're ranking seven of them yet. Benson's thinking though. Did you, you want me to agree or? I was waiting for you to say, bro, this is better than Unbreakable. <laughs> no, it's not better than Unbreakable. It's kind of hard to compare the two because Split doesn't feel as much like the comic book entry. Yeah, yeah, that's totally where, true. It does feel like the odd man out there. So right? it feels sort of like I'm trying to compare two different kinds of films, right? You know, like is Gone with the Wind better than Silence of the Lambs? Well, fuck, I don't I know. Made your Hell, no, it's not. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's like I was watching that Plinkett review of episode three, where he's like, "Let's compare it shot by shot with Citizen Kane." <laughs> <laughs> well, apples and oranges there. It is. But I do enjoy this one more. I think this one's a little more accessible than the other two as far as for people to watch. Like I said, like, I don't know. I, it, 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 I feel the, the, the pace was really nice, and it just it gets you moving. And I, the second time around, I had no problems with the movie. I just, you know, it, it just flowed. Now, I can me. totally see how somebody seeing it one time going in with this, like, especially if you were a big fan of, of Unbreakable, and, you, you, you know, you've waited all this time to see, like, David Dunn enter into the Marvel universe. Like he's had 19 years and of you're wanting to see ass. like this turn into a Superman movie and the ending that happens you're going man I wanted to see him like fly off this building and Right like do you, do you think that he's 19 years of like being a superhero? Does this show that? Yeah, is I'd he, say is so, something is he something is he along as far along as, as far along as he should be? In 20 years? Well, that's what Sam Jackson tells him, is that you're not. You're not. You're only at 1% of what you have You've been wasting be away you, for 20 you've years. you wasted your, your ability. That's the whole point of what he's what he's doing, is he yeah. wants somebody that's not going to waste He was still trying ability. to stay in the shadows and just, you know, handle petty thieves and, you Although know. I was laughing. You know, people the punching shot. people out. All right, so they're fighting in the warehouse, and then Bruce Willis jumps out the window they both get up, and there's that epic shot where they're running toward each other, and then they hit them with the lights. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he turns, Bruce Willis turns, and there's those cops standing there. Yeah. And she's like, you could you could escape, but you're going to have to hurt a lot of cops to do it. I leaned over and was like, man, Batman would have whipped them cops' ass and got out of there. <laughs> you damn right he would have. Not if they went, isn't that right, Mr. Wayne? Batman be like, oh my gosh, what? And he'd have took her with him. <laughs> She'd end up in the bat cave. <laughs> How do you know who I am? Yeah, it's time to <laughs> explain. 
Who sent you? We're going to have sex by a fireplace. <laughs> yes, we are. And I, lo- like, I love how she looks slightly off throughout yeah. the entire movie. I don't know if it's just the way she looks. You're talking about the doctor? Yeah. She's got a look about her. She she doesn't look normal. Well, I, Do you see her, like, her lipstick is not like applied 100% right in some scenes? Maybe. I don't know if they did that on purpose or if that was like a, just an accident like from her... You know, moving her lips I'm, on I'm stage. I'm not a super fan of her. I, I think she's kind of annoying in American Horror Story. Sarah Paulson? Yeah. Is that her name? I'm not sure what her name is. I thought she was fine in this. I think she did okay in this. I thought I liked I her think, a lot. I think this is one of the best performances I've seen her do. Yeah, I thought she nailed it. Yeah. Um, I had to get over her. Like, you know, for the, the second time, just like, you know, I got all over my pretenses and watched it. And I was like, this is pretty damn good. She's really um, not in the movie that much, though. I mean, like once Sam Jackson, um, like starts speaking and, and waking up. <laughs> well, and, well, once he comes out of a coma. <laughs> yeah, once he's not a comatose, drugged out, uh, tranquilized, drooling little baby. In quotations, because not really. You know, he's plotting. That's true. Well, I don't. Is is he at that point, or he's been the, saving... the first time he breaks out of the cell? Is that when he switches the medicines? Because that's what I thought. Well, I think it takes a while for medicines to like, you know, for medicine to like, now, you know, to... get out of your system. Because the, the, the guy even says, like, the orderly uh, asks the other guy, he's like, hey, uh, check the medicines. He didn't miss any. Mess well, he with them explains no, that no. he's been switching them out with, with regular aspirin. No, that's the daily ones is what he says. But um, when, he op- when he opens up The ones up they his... give to him daily. When he so opens, his... up his, uh, opens up the, uh, the, the armchair, uh, the arm on his wheelchair, there's, there's a bunch of pills in there. There's I know, but they're separated. Days. If you look at it, there's aspirin on one side, and then his actual medication that he takes on the other side. What he's saying there's... is that what we're witnessing is three days worth of them being in there. That's more than three days worth. Yeah. And when she comes in the first day and tells him that they've installed all the cameras, he he's obviously paying attention to that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think he's I think he he's able to pay attention when he's in a drug state. Like obviously, like he's receiving some of this information. Do you think he's just been? I think he's he's been slipping this medicine the entire time. Like, why did he? He should have tried to get out or something. Then. Well, he's the mastermind. I think he was waiting for the right moment. But he he wouldn't possibly. He was just waiting for Bruce Willis and and them to show. I don't know about that. He's like it's been nineteen years. I kind of like it. I I like the idea of like the doctor like showing up and being like, "Hey, guess what, bitch? I'm gonna lobotomize your ass in three days. You down?" Now, gonna, see, I think what caught like, his attention was when the orderly comes in and says, hey, you're not going to be alone anymore. They got two others. I mean, yeah, that's I can, what made him go, okay, I'm going to pay attention now. But I don't think he – I see, I think he was actually drugged then, though. Yeah. In that scene. Just retaining information. Yeah. So, like, when he rolls out in the – what I was saying is, like, when he breaks out that first time and you see him and the doctors <laughs> are saying they slipped the medication, they slipped the medication. Were you guys totally expecting him to, like – grab the damn wheelchair wheel when the guy pushes him back into the room. You know, like he did in Unbreakable when he's when the guy's like trying to get him out of the comic book store and he's in the wheelchair and he's pushing him and, and he grabs the wheel and he slams into the side. I was I was waiting. I was like, oh, are they going to do it? Are they going to do it? No, I thought that was a pretty tense scene, though, when he drops the flashlight. That's after that. But yeah, that's that's great. Man, no, th- that scene, like his the way his arms are hanging out, though. Yeah. It, it did look like he would grab the I'm wheel. I'm saying, yeah. But I kept thinking, like, dude, are... Like, his arms are outside of the wheelchair, and you're rolling him into a doorway. You better not bang his arms. You're going to break his entire fucking arm, bro. Like, what are you doing? Put those arms in that fucking drugged-out man on his lap. 
But yeah, I, I felt like they could go that way because his hands were down. Yeah, you know? yeah. But I didn't, didn't think about that, but you're, you're but right. They didn't his, do his, it. His arms were there. They were probably teasing it. I think so. Yeah, I kept I kept waiting for for like Mr. Glass to break. I kept tensing up every time because they they tease it the whole movie. Well, yeah, because Hedwig is even like, so is it true if like like I thump you, you're gonna break? And he like almost thumps him when, when he uh, when the beast punches him in the chest later. You hear shattered glass in in the sound mix. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I did notice that. That's awesome. And there's a there's a really weird moment where like uh, when the beast like uh, first transforms in front of Sam Jackson, he he gets right in his face. And he starts, you know, telling him how many times he's been broken and all this stuff. And, and he's, like, I, rubbing his face on him like a cat. <laughs> Isn't that what he does? Yeah. I loved that scene. Yeah, I thought, that, I was like, is he almost head-butting him? No, he's, 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 loving on, he's loving on him like a cat. Yeah, yeah he's like, that oh. was weird, man. Yeah, like a dog Ugh, or a cat. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on here? And he, there's, you know, animals like to get right up in your face. And he kind of barks. Like, ah, ah. He kind of does shit like that a little bit. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did add a lot. Like even like uh, outside in the fighting, he did a lot more growling and well, screaming. I love and... the sound effects for the beast. Yeah, I thought especially they especially in that warehouse. You know, I miss the horse like uh, breathing that they did in his first yeah. transformation in Split. Though I wish they added it here and there. I wish it was more. I love his footwork. Like like he'll he'll like jump up onto a wall and, and like kick off of it. Oh yeah, or like you know. He's he's all about his little. He's got some nice fancy footwork, and he gallops. Bruce Willis is just like slamming punches, and that's it. <laughs> Bruce was like, "I'm the ultimate boxer." Oh, dude, I love that that shot inside the van where you know the beast throws the two girls in the van, and then we're like in, but it's not really their POV because they're kind of huddled up in the corner. But the camera like goes from one window to the other, and we're seeing the punches being landed into the side of the van. You know, that's such badass coverage right there. You can see Bruce Willis's fist. Imprinting through the metal. Is it his fist or is it's it his fist. dude's head bouncing he, off of the van? No, it's his, it's his fist. fist. You, can, you can see his fist. It's it's like he's ducking and missing. Because they cut to the next shot as him just beating the shit. <laughs> Do you like the snorry cam, like the body cam uh, stuff? With, oh like, yeah, with, when the beast wraps around Bruce Willis and stuff. Yeah, they get to that a few times. Did you like? Do you like that? I did like that. Yeah. I liked it just because it freaked the fucking beast out so much. He's like, what the fuck? I'm squeezing. I'm squeezing here. What's going on? And later when he's killing the orderly, you get to see what he's used to having happen. Right. Oh, I yeah. love that. You, oh, can just, yeah. you can see the look on his face of just satisfaction because last time he did this, it didn't work. Right. Oh, no. Not only does he like squish that guy, he also he just, like, like pounds his face. the shit out of him. What I thought was weird was when he kills that uh SWAT ops officer, like he pulls the shield off and he starts eating his face. Yeah, he starts yeah. to totally starts to eat him. He's like, I'm hungry. Well, I think he ate and one the, of those and the other. Chick still comes SWAT running over too. to him and is like, Hey, let me hold your hand, you cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> you're oh, a wild man. You're so cute. <laughs> I like my bad boys. I'll kiss you on the head in a minute. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I don't know if I read. Uh, did you guys read that as a romantic relationship? I don't know if I did. I don't think I did. Yeah, I think she, she felt, felt sorry for him, him, you know. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Definitely a little Stockholm. Yeah, I can see that. First time I saw it, I read it as a little romantic. Second and third time I saw it more as she felt bad for Kevin. She totally felt yeah, bad because because they, you know, they they connected. You know, because they're the same. They're the same. Yeah, M Night, not subtle. Not subtle <laughs> at all. But to be fair, like I mean, there's so many like uh, twists and turns and like you know. He sets up rules and then breaks his rules because he's like, ah, that wasn't the real rule, brother. Right. Uh, you weren't looking. You weren't paying attention. So I, I, I understand. I get it. You know? Yeah. You, you're laying this much plot down. 
my daughter even mentioned you have to pay attention to what Glass says to understand the scope of the movie. Right. Because like when she goes, if you something about the ending of the limited edition, he's like, "Mama, this ain't no limited edition. This is an origin story the whole time. Origin story, we." Oh, it's origin story for everyone else. Man, I still did not see the last. Uh, I didn't see that last reveal. I didn't uh, get the uh, the anti superhero league. I did not see, foresee that shit. Oh hell no, not at all. That took me to completely by surprise. Yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, dude! Once they get outside of the hospital, I did not see any of the rest of the movie coming. Did not see that at all. That he he got me, bro. Yep. And I got me. Same here. Now, like, there are, like, moments that I, you know, for When she coming, said that she but... she specializes in people who think they're superheroes, the first thing I thought was, oh, it's some, she's, like, some from some of the government thing that stops superheroes. Yes, I never, no, no, I didn't go no, there. No, I totally didn't get that. I was like, oh, she's a government now, shrink. He yeah, got yeah. me, he got me with the, the cameras. I noticed that Sam Jackson kept looking at them, but... Well, I also liked how when they when they a lot of the stuff they cut to it had the you could see the time code on it, and like the first time we saw it, oh, you oh, could actually you know see the actual that, cameras, that it was yeah. like you know POV from a camera. When yeah, the totally first time we later. first time we saw it, and she's in the comic store, and the guy goes, "Man, the supervillain! You never know what his real plan is." Right, and she stops. And then she goes back in, and like, she goes, "Fuck!" <laughs> All of that was rela- erased, right? And he goes, "Well, let me look." Oh, it was downloaded to a private server. I was like, "What is he doing?" Surprise, motherfucker! So, in, in today's world, when you can see all kinds of crazy shit on your phone, if, if you saw like a video of some dude like bending a bar, like, would you instantly go, "Oh my god, that's crazy"? Yeah, no, it, I mean that's yeah. the yeah. I guess that's a little bit of the problem with the end. You just kind of have to yeah. go with the. Although some guy picking a car up, yeah, but that would, would catch my attention. It would, but he'd be like, "Oh, this is fake." You yeah, know? you'd be like, "Oh man, how these guys pull this off?" <laughs> <laughs> but I think he covers that. He shows it on the news. Yeah, I so like you've that. You've got news coverage going. You know, this is not fake. This and that's is real cool footage. In one shot, you know, you pull back and it, that that what actually you're right. That that is what really does sell it at the end. Is it it, it shows it on the news on that screen at the bottom right. Kind of fixes it. Yeah, I love the shot where Bruce Willis is slamming him against the car, and you can see the, that SUV and like, it's moving back. That's so badass. Actually, my favorite, one of my favorite shots is like that is when they're they're going through the basement, and then uh, he's like, "The beast said, uh, you know, <laughs> that, you, that, that, that when he when he changes, you should you should start rolling forward." The beast says, "When they get here, you should just roll forward." Yeah, so he starts to roll forward, and like it's like the one of the last guys he hits, but like he uh, like the beast punches this guy, and he just goes, just slams. slams oh, it's like, yeah. How the fuck did they do that? It looks so awesome. <laughs> I even like when they're outside, and the beast is roaring at David, like. And he does it like twenty times. I know. Like, I, 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 I like thought like he's trying to scare him away. I was like, I was like, maybe it was like one too many. You know, it was like I don't know. But like, if, if they'd have done it again, it'd have been too much. I think of the roar. You know, like a, he's like a dog. He's trying to scare him away. Oh yeah, yeah. Because he really doesn't want to have to fight him. Because he, he, <laughs> he wants, already knows. He wants the beast to be the the top dog. And I, I I missed this the first time, but watching it this time, Bruce Willis wins the fight. And then the cops show up and fuck it up for him. Yeah, he totally does. Wait, what? When does Bruce Willis win a fight? He slams him against the car. The beast goes down. He's gone to the ground. Uh, uh, and then the cops show up. Bruce Willis turns to them. The beast jumps up and turns to them. Bruce Willis has beat him down to the ground. What? No, but they both pop back up. 
Bruce Willis is still standing up. Man, look, it's a stalemate, bro. They can't, <laughs> they can't kill each other. That's the thing. It's just like, what, what are we going to do here? And then he gets the upper hand and throws him in the water. That underwater fight was awesome. It was. That was super I fucking I love bad, that dude. shot where the beast jumps in. Yes. Yes. Oh, he's di- he's diving straight yes, in. That's like a fish. so badass, dude. Yeah. Gets down there super quick. Bruce Willis can't do shit. He's like, no, my weakness, bitch, I'm all around it. Get the H2O. It's amazing. I even love the shot when the the tank breaks and they just flow out. Oh, yes, dude. It's so awesome. The the puddle? Is that what you're going to talk about? Well, no, I was going to say the first first time we see the cameras, when they're bringing them in, the camera number is H20. Nuh-uh. Yes, it is. Oh, man. The first camera is H20. And then uh, the next one is hallway, hallway 08. You know, hallway 13. But the very first time we see it is H20. Bruce Willis like, I'm staying away from that camera. <laughs> it's got a squirt, squirt gun. But yeah, that, the, uh, that, that puddle shot's super badass. Like, you know, where we're like underneath looking up and then inside, you know, like, and then even at the end where you see the sun come over and we're like puddle, puddle POV of everything that's happening. Yep. Doesn't it look violent when they're slamming oh, his dude, head just down? Oh, like, just the... completely just smashing his face into the ground. Yeah. Oh, dude, I, yeah, I love uh, his Bruce Willis's POV of uh, the doctor when she, oh, comes, when she over. comes over. and he's like, uh, you know. Touch my hand. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, you crazy <laughs> and bitch? And it instantly makes sense, you know. Well, you can see in his eyes he understands. So if he sees... If he sees that that meeting took place, then they're obviously definitely for sure bad and evil. Yeah. Because he only sees sinners. Right. right. So. Well, because they, they, they kill good and bad. So they're, they're fucked up. Well, they weren't, they weren't going to leave. They were going to leave Bruce Willis alone. They weren't going to, they were, they were going to let him do his own thing. Because she even says he in the was, movie. He wasn't doing his full potential. Right. Well, he was, yeah, because he was hiding in the shadows, you know? He was internet rumor. If, if he was wearing spandex and running around town, they would have shut him down. Yeah. Fucking Beast had to fuck his, his operation up. Yeah. But how do they allow cute girl and his son to survive knowing? Well, they let, all, they let the hospital staff live. And they, I think they just assume that if they go off and start saying stuff, it's just going to be... They're just going to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Thro- throw them in a... Little did they know Glass outsmarted them all. Yeah, well... As they do. It's a suicide mission. I love the shot of her, too, from the camera point of view, where she walks into the hallway and just starts screaming. She knows he beat her. Man, I really hated the security camera POVs first time I watched it. Yeah. And then when you get the reveal at the end... It just makes sense. It makes sense. He, he paid it off. Yeah. Because a lot of times when you when, you, when people cut to the security camera footage and you see all the all the markings on with all the time code and everything, you're like, they don't ever pay it off. That actually was there for a reason. Yeah. So, yeah, good on him, man. If you see it in a movie, it should come up later. It should. Ha- it sh- there should be a reason for it, and he's damn good at that. Yeah, it's usually just a, a, a reason to show a different angle. Right. Or, or show a shot from a, a higher angle. Yeah, from that from that weird wide high. Yeah. yeah. I even, yeah, I remember the first, first time watching it going, I wish they'd quit going to this because it... They do go to it a lot, man, especially, like, after the interview... They start cutting to it like every other scene. Well, they need to establish that it's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I like some of the shots. Like, I like David. But then after the reveal, and especially the watching it a second time, you're you're seeing all the superhero powers happening on camera. Yeah, you totally do. Yeah. Like, David's door getting busted open. and Him bending the pipe. Him superhero running through the... Oh, dude, that's awesome. (laughs) 
<laughs> when he's running through the hallway. That is so badass. Like, everybody comes out, like, timed from their cubicles in the right and the left. And they're yeah. like, hey, who's that guy? <laughs> Where's that dude doing the green poncho? Where's he going? And, man, just the kid in me loves any time him and the bee square off and they start running toward each other. The bee says his weird, like, gait when he runs. He kind of swings his arms. Oh, when he goes on all fours and started <laughs> running. What did you think dude, about when he that. was on all fours? You liked I it? I loved yeah, it. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was great. I even liked it when he got on top of the van and he kept, like, hovering on it. Yeah. yeah. He was getting on all fours and just, like, really clinging Man, to it. his performance is amazing. Dude, and, and the upside-down shot at the very beginning when he's running on the ceiling and he sees the, the group of the cheerleaders oh, and, and David yeah, it's and it's upside-down. The POV, yeah. that's so sexy. Like, I love it when because they go, where's he at? And David points he's like, up. <laughs> <laughs> Here he comes. And I know we've mentioned it, but after that fight, I love how worried the horde is about where is that man oh yeah that that is so well done what's well, the first time he's ever really been challenged yeah and it plays into like when the doctor gets them all in, in therapy later like none of the personalities in the room even like let on that she could possibly be right right but when they're in their cells moment later right. they all have these doubts and they're like oh wait a minute is she making sense is this all just some fucking science mumbo jumbo Maybe I'm just a really strong dude and I'm normal. I liked all that, man. Yeah, it's great. It fed into that belief. Uh... And I love, too, that Glass doesn't try to talk David into it. He's just like, I'm going to kill him, so be there. <laughs> <laughs> I've shut the water off, so just break that door down. And yep. He goes, I've shut the water off, but the only thing stopping you is that metal door, but you can't do anything about it because normal people's bones break against metal. Yeah, that's what it is. There's a chemical factory in that building, and I'm going to use their chemicals to blow it up. <laughs> so good. We at the end here, guys? I think so, man. All right, guys. Well, let's rate glass. Who's going first? I'll go first. 9.5. 9.5. Only because Solid. it's not as good as Unbreakable. You know, I, I think it, it deserves a .5 knockoff just for Anna Taylor Joy's character. God, she's wasted. Yeah. Wasted. Okay, we didn't talk about what her actual... Uh, oh, I meant to ask you guys her something. Uncle's back. Go ahead. There is one shot in the movie I was a little confused on. She goes in to talk to the principal. They've caught the horde. Right. Yeah. And they dolly in on some students' pictures. And it was one of them was Joseph. Yeah. Joseph Feebles? Joseph Dunn. Yeah. It said Joseph Dunn. Bottom right. Bottom right. Because my eye keeps going to the guy in the middle that's oh. like Jason Feebles. Or uh, jo- bottom right was 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 Joseph. Yeah, she was, was, they were just trying to show you that um, she goes to the same high school that that, that Joseph Bruce went Willis to. went to and Joseph went to. Yeah, yeah. I thought that's what it was, but yeah, I could have swore it didn't say Dunn. Like yeah, it had a different it, name. Yeah, he, he was the bottom right photo. It said Joseph Dunn. Oh, I didn't even look at the name. I just saw like, oh yeah, there's a little kid from Unbreakable. Well, okay. if you see it again, look at the name and tell me if if it says Feebles. Okay. And Maybe that was his mom's maiden name. I'm wondering why would it say Feebles? I okay, well, what, was that, what was that weird flashback scene with Robin Wright's character? You know when they're doing... Um, oh, where, yeah, where you see her oh, from behind. that's just showing that he misses her. Yeah, they, 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 he, he looks over and, and he expects to see his but wife But it's such a there. weird thing because like, it's like, oh, I need to talk to you about something. And then it cuts and it's like, wait, what does he need to talk to her about? He wants to tell her he's a superhero and this is what's going on before right. she dies. But he was old in that scene. You know what like I mean? Like, he still wishes he could tell her. And we don't know when she died. 
I don't know, man. I just yeah, I didn't I didn't know what to think of that. Every time I've seen it, but she like, still kind of looked young from behind, you know. Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah, I don't know. It's I just, just very. I bizarre. just took it as that that character misses his wife and wishes he could have told her, but she yeah, doesn't like violence. So, right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't it was know what funny it when I was watching Unbreakable <laughs> with my daughter. I don't remember what happened, but at some point she went, and it was before the flashback. She goes, "He didn't get hurt in that car wreck. He gave up football." So he could be with her. Oh, I hate her. What did you guys think of uh, Casey's uh, backstory resolution? Oh, uh, it's like, I, I put my father in jail, you know. Yeah, I, 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 I took care of it. I thought that was a miss, man. I really, thought, yeah. I really think going with the obvious, having David have caught him. Would have been a little more interesting. It'd, it'd been great, like but, we said, like like he bumps into him and then he sees all the horrible things that he's done, and he like you know takes care of her and goes and saves the girl. Yeah, you know? and then that yeah. gets them together in the world. I mean, I don't even I don't even really think you have to show it. I mean, you could just have it it it, it happened. But I can understand too, you know, wanting her. She grew through the experience and was able to. Handle it on her own. Handle it on to her own. To be able to actually finally step up and say something. Man, instead oh, of being lost in her head and cutting herself and shit. I loved it, dude. I loved it. I absolutely loved that. Um, I think it speaks to, like, uh, Me Too movements. Um, like, even, like, thinking about what we were talking about, like, on the Split podcast, you know? Like, when we were talking about that movie and, like, just seeing that scene in the theater made me realize, like, oh, wow, this is so much better. She doesn't need the man to save her. Like, that's very 80s line of thinking and it's yeah. like here we go like she's taking charge what are they gonna do with her character in this movie man they're they're gonna do something great and then she was the anchor man she was she was she was what grounded you know the beast and made it where he couldn't run away and i know but she had no she was the reason they were able to kill him she had no arc but i think they like, should have shot him at least once they, and let the let the bullet bounce <laughs> They should have, dude. You know, they, come on, man. Give me that, please. Or Bruce Willis, at least. Like, one of them. I want to see him get two. shot, too. That would have been nice. Yeah. We needed that one, damn it. It almost feels like... That would have been cheap. Just the... I don't know, the way you... And this would have been, like, super predictable, but with her character, if somehow or another his dad had been involved with getting rid of her uncle, and them two had something a little kind of going... You talking about Kevin and and the girl? No, uh, the girl and David's son. Just so that they have some sort of connection. I at totally the see end. them possibly hooking up in in the future. Oh yeah, yeah. And Even uh, though she's in high school and he's like thirty. Mister <laughs> Glass's Kevin's, mom's like, hey, Kevin's hey kids, older than that. Yeah. I'll bake you cookies. Yeah, it's weird. They're all like hanging out. You know, she she's their grandma now, and they're yeah. gonna hook up and have kids, and and then then their kids gonna be. The next, like you know, superhero, and that that'll be the next thing that uh, M Knight does in you know t- in twenty another years. twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Their kids are. Little... I wonder if he has any plans to open that universe up, or if he's just leaving it to the imagination. I don't he's know, like, I'm going to rake in all these millions. <laughs> it, it did seem like he was kind of like, "Hey, fuck you, Marvel fanboys." It did seem like M Knight was kind of giving everyone the finger, like, "Hey, look, here I go. I got my properties. I'm taking these two big things, bro, and bringing them together, and fuck." It's over. I'm Bye. taking my ball and going home. <laughs> and we're done here. Uh, no, I mean, I, I like the story told. Oh, yeah, yeah. What I don't, do you, I don't feel, you rate it? I wouldn't feel it's a fuck you at all. You don't feel like it's a fuck you to the, the Marvel fans and, and just like, not in terms like of a, maybe a fuck well, you is wrong, but like, hey, here go your expectations. I'm going to tear them down a little bit and give you something 
they give you something new and fresh. It, it breaks formula. Yeah. You know, so that's good. It's different. That's another thing. Why, why do critics, like, they always shit on Marvel movies, and then they this movie comes out, they're like, well, this isn't fucking Marvel, you know? It's just like, <laughs> well, where's the big fucking explosion? Well, that's the gold standard. Well, they do that with any movie now. It's like, f- fucking pick, 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 a, pick a thing. Let's, let's do something. What like, are you rating this? If it's, if it's any kind of comic book movie now, if it's not... Like, if it's a Marvel movie, they complain that it's a Marvel, you know, standard movie, follows formula. But then if it's a DC or anything else movie, then they should have made it like Marvel. It's t- this is too dark. It's it needs too to be, serious. This is too serious. <laughs> I think more like Marvel. I think they're just really tired of superhero movies, and they don't want to watch any of them. Oh, okay. Okay. I can, I I can get, get that. that. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough on that one. Yeah, Which, I'd give it a nine. Boom. Nine, nine. five. Yeah. Somewhere along in there. Yeah, I'm gonna go yes, nine sir. too. I'm gonna go nine as well. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. Very satisfying. Yeah, must see twice. Broad ending. It is one of those weird movies that, like, you can come out the first time going, "Man, I totally thought I was gonna get." It's like Last Jedi when you thought you were gonna get. <laughs> oh, dude, exactly same thing. Luke and you thought Luke was gonna fight and yeah. this and. And then he dies weirdly, and you feel all awkward and strange about it, and you just don't know how to deal with your life anymore. I think this is a little better than last year. <laughs> well, I mean, this just it fit in this universe, though. You know what I mean? It like, did. Yeah. It didn't. yeah. Like, even the first shot, like, when you see, uh, um, what's his name? Um, Patricia. Kevin. Oh, yeah, Patricia. That's Patricia's right. coming out. It's that personality, that slow Who walk Who wants a pee and Jay? And, like, uh, Heg- Hegwood. I love that he, he doesn't out. cut right after that. He goes, you do. You do. <laughs> <laughs> that, just little it's stuff so like great. that adds so yeah. much. Yeah, Hedwig coming out like uh, when he's introduced to the the cheerleaders, and he's on the roller skates. I like I like that when he's skating around, it's single single take, and he's single like take. going around. I love that, and he's and like, he, and he won't he won't let him tell him. He's not allowed to know their names. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. the other personalities have already learned. Okay, you, you can't know names. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get too close. Let me take my roller skates off before the beast shows up. <laughs> that would be hilarious if the beast appears and he's got roller skates on. He's like, <laughs> and he's wearing those like uh, ridiculous white uh, windbreaker uh, reflective pants. They they should they should do a they should do some like scenes you know where where he does change into that. And he's like, Fuck. <laughs> so that's why he knows he shouldn't be wearing them. Why am I dressed like a nine year old? <laughs> beast skates. <laughs> All right, guys. So I think that's going to do it for us. You've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you guys want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's themoviecrew, crew spelled C-R-E-W-E at gmail.com. You guys can rate, review us, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Tuned In, Overcast, Stitcher, Google Podcast, And, of course, you can rate us on uh, the good old Facebook. And you can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at moviecrewpod. Benson. Where can our audience follow you, sir? At J. Edward Benson. I tweeted today. Hey. See? Look at you. Look, there's one out there. He's back. Tweet, tweet, tweet. And Jared, where can our audience follow you? You can find me on the Twitter at Jared B. Callen on Instagram at CheckTheGate. Awesome. And you can follow me on Twitter at ElkinsEdits. And tonight we're going to be playing a little bit from the Glass soundtrack from composer Wes Dylan Thordson. We're going to be playing track number eight, David and Elijah. It's got a little bit of that unbreakable theme in there. And we're going to be playing track 12, titled Parking Lot. It's got that awesome uh, clock ticking.
Oh, yeah. That we were talking about. Yeah, man. Good stuff. All right. Enjoy, guys.
Thirdson, Thordson, Thirdson, Thirdson, Thordson, Thordson, Thordson. What the fuck is this guy named? <laughs> Thordson. 